0: every year since the terrorist organization Hamas was founded. It has called for the murder of every Israeli. Yesterday, Hamas invaded Israeli towns and slaughtered hundreds of innocent people in the streets, point blank. They went house by house, children held in their parents' arms. Hamas has unleashed the gates of hell. They're solely responsible for this war. Only their complete and utter defeat will bring peace. This is a battle between good and evil forces. Deserves victory over Hamas.
1: Stand with Israel. Stand with justice.
2: Total war. It's the ugliest thing you'll ever witness, and Iran's forces, their proxy forces, of Hamas and Hezbollah just brought it to you. Welcome to More and More Mondays. The Rob Mana Show here on the Red Voice Media Network is here to bring you the facts and the truth. We hope we'll have an X spaces audience tonight. Uh, my end of the studio is still having technical difficulties. And if uh, Chad Caton can hear me, I do need you buddy. If you're there, give me a mic check when you get a chance. That is what's going on tonight, folks. We have become a world that is in total war. That's all there is to it. It's just going to have to be that way, apparently, because Hamas, the proxy force of the Iranians decided to conduct their total war operation. And of course they've done this with the help of many, many people such as the Biden administration. They brought this total war to Israel through its proxy force. First Hamas from the Gaza Strip with the horrific attacks, murdering and kidnapping of civilians on Saturday, mostly women, children and the elderly, and now Hezbollah from the north out of southern Lebanon. The United States is moving a carrier battle group to the eastern Mediterranean and deploying more combat aircraft to other nations east of Israel to deter any further attacks on Israel itself or prevent a wider spread of the war. I cannot overstate the nature of the war crimes committed on Israelis and citizens from other nations visiting Israel this past weekend. The U.S. State Department has publicly stated that at least nine Americans were killed in the attacks and some numbers have been taken hostage and into the Gaza Strip, which you can see on this map, if you'll bring that map up on pick one, There's the State of Israel, lower left-hand corner is the Gaza Strip. That's the area we're talking about, folks. Unfortunately, Hamas's attempt to use them as human shields will not work because Israel's now in total war mode fighting for its survival. Watch for leftists and listen for them all over the world to come to the defense of these Islamic Nazi monsters. They sprang up demonstrations all across the USA yesterday at other Western nations. And they're chanting things like, from the river to the sea, you know what that is? That's the rallying cry used by these savages calling for the extermination of the Jewish people and the Jewish state of Israel. It's appalling and stupid to support these animals just as it is or was to support Hitler's Nazis. You are witnessing war far beyond what you've seen before. Israel can defend itself, and I'm not calling for the USA to get involved in another war, but Israel's security and the killing of our citizens is in our vital national interest, unlike the Ukraine debacle. So we should all be very concerned that a wider war doesn't break out in the Middle East. We were already in a precarious situation, risking a world war due to our poor decisions in Ukraine and the Pacific, and that risk just increased exponentially over the last 48 hours. God help us all. Well, my guest tonight is uh, retired U.S. Navy Commander and uh, Dr. Randy Arrington. Doc, your thoughts on what happened this weekend? I just laid out mine there, you know. Uh, I try to be consistent. In my views on warfare, because it's the it's the worst thing that human beings can do to each other, uh, and when uh, total war is triggered for a nation, that's the I mean that makes it that takes it right to the edge uh, uh, of existence for that people, uh, and uh, in my view, that's what Hamas and Iran just did this week.
3: Uh, my first thought was, is October 7th, 2023, the Israeli 911? And will it have the same effect on their citizens as it did on American citizens for our 911, at least for four or five, six weeks uh, in the United States? Uh, I also think that this was a total systemic failure on Israel's part, their military down south by, by, by the Gaza Strip uh, and their intelligence community. The Israelis are accustomed, Colonel, to being able to know exactly what the Palestinians are doing in great detail because of their sophisticated spying apparatus. They built, and also they built a very uh, expensive wall uh, between Gaza uh, and the Israeli communities on the other side of the border. Uh, They had been confident that Hamas was uh, deterred from launching any kind of a major attack and the Israelis believe that Hamas was in a different mode now, uh, focused on long-term Watching any kind uh, of ceasefire, in, in which the uh, each side benefits from a live-and-let-live arrangement. There are some 19, 20,000 uh, Palestinian workers who cross the border from Gaza into Israel to work every day, and that helps that benefits their economy. Economy. Uh, Generating great tax revenue. But it turns out, Colonel, that was all a deception. And so now people are in shock uh, that this is the 911. And how is it possible that a ragtag band of terrorists could pull this off? How, how is it possible that they could defeat the mighty Israeli Defense Force, the IDF, uh, and the Israeli uh, intelligence community? Here's the answer Israeli hubris
2: well it's the hubris it's the hubris of uh uh of many great and powerful nations over history you know i mean the one that stands out to americans quite frequently is the the british empire we took it down with the most ragtag set of farmers and uh uh shoemakers and, and haberdashers and uh and those kind of folks uh uh, there was just one uh, percent of us, uh, I believe. Uh, you know, so it's possible. It's possible. But let's talk about. Uh, I was in a space earlier today on on a show on uh, I'm Fired Up with Chad Caton from the Red Voice Media Network. We talked extensively afterwards during oh, the space, space about some work. stuff. He's like,
3: please, oh my god, dude, been on all day with it, so I can't say no.
2: And uh, that was going to uh, be just. About uh, the the uh, the failure of the intelligence is what I'm trying to get out there, doc, you know the failure of the system, and I think it was a failure on the u s part too everybody knows that we share intelligence uh, indications of warning intelligence with our allies and israel is uh is the major ally in the Middle East for the United states uh you you kind of touched on that but do you think that it was a cyber attack that caused their tech systems to fail? Because their their border monitoring and detection systems are supposed to be the best in the world.
3: Well, I, you know, I think that the, our uh, cyber community was infiltrated just recently. But I also think that the IDF uh, was also infiltrated. And in, uh, I was told that was Russia that infiltrated their their, uh, you know, their intelligence community, but I'm not sure. I think Iran, uh, Iran's calling all the shots. Let's just be honest with it right now. Iran's calling yeah. what Hamas is doing and what Hezbollah is doing. Uh, they're calling all the shots. And remember, I, I always teach my students look at the political context and historical context to do, to do, analyze why something was done or said at that particular time. Okay, so what's the historical context right now that might have precipitated this? Uh, Well, we've got a weak U.S. president, and he gave Iran $6 billion. He also sent money back to the Palestinians that Trump had cut off, so he sent money back to them. And the Arab world, specifically Saudi, uh, and uh, their king and their prince, bin Salman, uh, they are coming to to peaceful terms with Israel, and they're talking about normalizing relations with Israel. Now, as part of that potential deal, um, the U.S. is pressing uh, Israel to make concessions to the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority is a mortal enemy of Hamas. Now we're talking about Sunni versus Shia Muslims, okay? So they can't have that, and uh, the primary motivation for Hamas and Iran was to disrupt that Saudi deal because it threatens to uh, isolate them. They want this region to stay hot for war, Muslims killing
4: Jews. And, you know, normal thinking people can't wrap their
3: their head around that. I grew up, I knew a few Jewish people, I didn't care less what their religion was. So why would you want to kill these people? I don't understand that. Rational people don't understand that type of macabre mentality.
2: Yeah, holy war is uh, one of the worst kinds of wars, and some people are calling this a, a holy war. Let's uh, see if we can get our spacious audience uh, up. Uh, Kat and Shell, can you guys hear me okay? Are you over there? And do you have anybody with the microphone yep. that has a question? I hear you. There you are.
0: Yep, we hear you loud and clear. Um, I have an interesting request, but I haven't brought this person up. Clearly a pro-Palestinian. Um <sighs> I was wanting to see what your opinion on on that was. I can bring him up as a speaker during the break.
2: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, we're uh, we're all open for that. that. Uh, look, you know, uh, okay. the uh, but we're not going to do speeches. So, you know, I want questions, uh, and then we'll take the question because we've got a guest here, uh, and the time is limited. Uh, it's a little bit different than uh, uh, than a regular space.
0: Exactly, and Susie Q has a quick question. She just put her hand up. If you guys have a second, it's not. Go ahead. I understand. Go
2: ahead. Susie. Yeah. Go ahead.
4: So I've heard a number of theories on what happened in terms of intelligence failures that happened all the way from uh, uh, they were hacked. Uh, they they didn't. Uh, we, we, we ourselves turn stuff off, but the most intelligent one I've heard is that we are so busy looking at Ukraine and there is such an influx of intel coming in and a lack of human intelligence and a lack of the people actually analyzing the uh, enormous trove of information. What is your thought on that?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll take this uh, initially, Doc, before I hand it over to you, but uh, quite honestly, uh, I think that uh, a lot of our intelligence apparatus is focused on people like me and Dr. Errington and you folks in the audience there, uh, uh, because the FBI is not just a domestic intelligence organization, uh, and they're not just using intelligence from their own organization. They're uh, using intelligence from places like the NSA and the CIA, uh, and I think that's a big part of the problem, and then you you nailed it. The other part of the problem is we've focused on Russia and Ukraine, and we've forced our allies to focus on Russia and Ukraine with their intelligence apparatus, and guess who our major ally in the Middle East is? Israel, and it took a lot of cajoling to get them involved in the limited way that they are already involved. I'll turn it over to you, Dr. Eric, and see what—get your thoughts on that.
3: My sources tell me that the biggest reason for this intelligence failure on the part of the IDF was that the uh, Muslims uh, in Gaza, uh, they kept their mouths shut. They were preparing this for a couple of years, but they they stayed silent. And, you know, like I said, the the Israelis had this great spy network, but the spy network wasn't hearing anything. They were keeping quiet. And you know, loose lips sink ships, Well, they didn't have any loose lips on this one. That's why they were successful, Colonel.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, they 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 planned and executed uh, a nearly flawless uh invasion of the southern part of Israel. Uh, and uh, uh unfortunately, though, they targeted uh civilian targets, primarily not all of them uh there were there were a couple of military installations that they targeted too you've seen probably seen the videos of that uh and military targets along the border uh you know like a like a tank uh, and other pieces of equipment that were along the border there border stations with uh, uh with those kinds of uh, assets and everything there so it wasn't totally civilian, but it was primarily civilians men women children and the elderly Uh, that were just slaughtered uh, in a a move that uh, really uh, has led Israel to make a decision that they probably wouldn't have otherwise made had it just been military targets, and that is that they're going to total war, uh, and they have to end Hamas and Hamas's control of the Gaza Strip. Uh, And quite frankly, uh, who am I as a person that was in the Pentagon on 9-11? to say that they shouldn't defend themselves to the maximum extent that they see necessary uh and unfortunately for uh, everybody involved uh civilians military uh terrorists alike it's not going to it's going to be several several bad days if not months uh and uh that's not good for anybody's life well we've got to take our our first break doc uh and when we come back We'll uh, look at another little short video and then take that collar that Kat was talking about. I'll be right back on Rob Manish
1: We interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled Two eight seven two four six five. 287 2465 X, swiftly, eight three three two eight seven two four six five.
2: Listen up, folks. Uh, Bidenomics is obviously not working, and the U.S. dollar is losing value, just like you saw in that ad right there. Your hard-earned savings are at risk. You can act now, like they said, before it's too late. One straightforward and entirely legal tax loophole. Contact our friends over at American Alternative Assets for that free wealth protection guide, and learn how to safeguard your wealth from that failing dollar and volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs and you better do it now. Uh, this Israel thing uh, is going to make matters worse. So dial 833 the number two USA Gold. That's 8332872465, or you can visit protectfrombiden.com. That's protectfrombiden.com. Well, welcome back to the Rob Manis show. Uh, uh, we are uh, focusing on the uh, horrendous activity that occurred uh, over the weekend with these. Uh, attacks uh, on uh, southern Israel by Hamas, the Iranian proxy military uh, force that controls the Gaza Strip uh, at the southern end of Israel, and uh, murdering civilians, uh, and actually, not just murdering civilians, but targeting civilian targets. That's the issue I have. And in capturing little kids, grandmas and moms, Killing moms and dads while their babies are in the room, that is actually a fact that has occurred in this operation. Uh, you know, desecrating uh, bodies in the streets of civilians after they've killed them uh, is just—it's uh, it's a horrendous act that has led the Israeli people to make a decision to go to total war and eradicate Hamas from the Gaza Strip. Uh, in order to defend themselves. Uh, and it puts us in a precarious situation. We're talking with Dr. Randy Arrington, a retired U.S. Navy commander and attack pilot, uh, today about this uh, situation. And Kat, you had a person that uh, was pro-Palestinian. This is not a pro or anti, anti-whatever show. Uh, look, I'm a military commander, an officer, so, uh, 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 and former colonel, uh, and uh, Dr. Arrington is also We've uh, been to war college. We understand the laws of warfare, and the entire operation that happened on Saturday was a massive war crime uh, that has triggered Israel to defend itself in the, in the most aggressive way that a nation can, and, go to, and that means go to total war. So uh, go ahead, Kat, with our caller. Okay, all right,
4: Eileen, this is your chance. Hi, everybody. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. I am a Palestinian. And um, I don't know if you guys know, you know, what happened before 48, 1948? Can can you you kind of bring it
0: into a question for us though? Because this is a
2: lot of- we're familiar with with the history.
4: I'm listening, I'm listening, but I'm hearing so much misinformation. I'm a Palestinian. How many Palestinians have you guys spoken to? I I, my family was ethnically cleansed from Palestine because of our race when when the Zionist Jewish community came to Palestine, we did not know what was happening and they were coming in large numbers. They waged war on us, they went from house to house and murdered family after family, city after city. city. Do, you, do you have a question, do you, guys understand
2: do you have a question? How,
4: well, uh, but I'm just trying to give you guys some context, okay? So there is I'm a
2: lot show know and I
4: gave you a chance. You a I, I, I just want you guys to understand that for 75 years, the Palestinians have been living under uh, Ten okay. more seconds if you don't
2: have a question. Go ahead. Is she still there? Okay.
0: No, she's done.
2: Okay. Well, unfortunately, she didn't have a question. She just wanted to go over uh history uh from the Palestinian pure Palestinian uh perspective. Uh and uh, that's not what we're here to talk about tonight. But I will tell you that uh uh there have been many many mistakes uh, uh not not the beginning of which was the issue with the palestinian people after uh, nineteen forty eight and before nineteen forty eight look European and Western powers uh, drew border lines throughout this part of the world uh, after the Ottoman Empire fell that were was a huge mistake, and that's part of the root cause of this issue. But to say that Jewish people did not live in this part of the, on this land for thousands of years uh, is just incorrect, and I'm not going to let propaganda like that be spread now. Having said that, there have been wars and wars and wars, and people have been displaced, and I'm sure that her family has been displaced. We know about people in East Jerusalem and Jerusalem who lost their homes and those kind of things because of these conflicts. That has nothing to do with what happened Saturday, 48 hours ago, people. And if you're going to come on my show or into my country and defend these Islamo-Nazi fascist savages for doing what they're going to do, then you're just you're, you're wrong. You need to go ahead and move to Gaza, move to the West Bank, move to Iran, and do your thing there uh, and be part of the enemy because they're an enemy of normal thinking, rational people. Now there's a reason why I don't talk about religion when I'm talking about Moral War Mondays. One of them is holy wars are the worst kind of wars. We've seen it. You've seen it on the Muslim side. Uh, You've seen it in Eastern Europe. Uh, You've seen it in Turkey. You see it today in Azerbaijan with another Christian genocide of Armenians. So They're terrible, but I'm not here to talk about the the different faiths and those kind of things. I'm here to talk about military operations and warfare and whether something is a crime and is appropriate or not. And what these people did, and I'm talking to you, and if you're a Palestinian descent and you agree with them, you need to leave America. I'll just tell you that. You can say whatever you want. We have a First Amendment. but you are an adversary if you disagree with what i just said that these were war crimes this entire operation was a war crime because it targeted civilians little kids not to mention all of the, of the other technical things so that's my response to the propaganda that came in here look nobody feels worse for the palestinian people that are about that are getting pummeled right now than I do. I've seen war. Dr. Errington, over to you. Uh, Just listening to
3: her, it made me realize that she has been thoroughly brainwashed. What the Muslim community does is they take their children, babies, their kids, two, three, four years old, and they start brainwashing them immediately to hate Jews and Christians. And that's exactly what I heard from her. Yes, you said it correctly. Mistakes have been made all around this issue. But what I heard from her was nothing but uh, brainwashed rhetoric that comes from a radical Muslim.
2: Yeah, and it's, a, it's unfortunate because, you know, uh, when you look at polling inside Gaza, 77% of the citizens support what Hamas is doing. That polling's out there. It's been going on for years. I'm not talking about the rest of the Palestinians in the West Bank uh, uh, or anywhere else. I'm talking about in Gaza uh so uh, when people try to justify this in any way whatsoever it's just not justifiable you're wrong you're supporting war criminals that are as bad as the nazis that burned 6 million jews and other ethnic uh and and, uh, and, and identity personalities people uh, in world war 2 that's just as bad they are just that is that that is where the level is that these people went to on Saturday, and why it's perfectly understandable that the nation of Israel is gonna re, is responding the way it's responding. And it's very sad and unfortunate, uh, because it, this didn't have to happen. But to continue with this propaganda baloney and try to get sympathy uh, and say things like, well, it's time for restraint and all that. Uh, look, if I were an Israeli commander or prime minister or minister of defense, you wouldn't be seeing much restraint for me other than to follow the laws of war. Because my country would be at total war, total war. Because they're surrounded and their survival is at risk, doctor.
4: You know, you said 77%, and I saw
3: some of the videos where they were dragging these girls, these teenage girls, their naked bodies that had been killed, and they killed these uh, people at bus stops, these old folks at bus stops. They're dragging them through Gaza, and the people there, this, the regular Palestinian citizens, are cheering and dancing in the streets and spitting on these desecrated bodies. That, again, is brainwashing, and total fear. They are totally afraid of the radical Muslim element in their religion. Are there good Muslims in this world? Absolutely. But the radicals, they induce fear in these people and make them do what they want. And what they want is what Muhammad did and kill everybody that is not a Muslim. Smite them at the neck is what what their holy book says.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Dr. Errington because uh you know I, I started living in Muslim countries and communities when I was about 9 uh in in Morocco was my, was my first experience uh there and I've been living in and around them for uh, large portions of my life ever, ever since so the uh uh you said there are good Muslims well these Muslims are Nazis okay there's a, there is a violent strain of fundamentalist uh, Islam that are Nazis. They were Nazis in World War II, and they're Nazis today, and this is it. They behave like Nazis, they act like Nazis, and they want to exterminate Jews like the Nazis did. When they say, from the river to the sea, which was being chanted all across this country, our country, at these these uh, astroturf demonstrations that sprung up in our major cities this week yesterday they were chanting that that's an extermination of the Jewish people in the Jewish state slogan for these people and, I always and told people. honestly I can't blame Israel for responding oh. in the appropriate way which is to eradicate the problem out of Gaza that that did this
3: I always told people believe people when they tell you what they are going to do and believe them because that's what they want to do. They want to destroy the Jews and guess who they're going to come for next? American Christians and Catholics and Presbyterians and they've already crossed our border. Eight million have come across that border illegally since Biden took office and I know there are military age Muslims in that group that have formed yeah. little, little squads and it might happen here. It could happen where we're living in Mississippi or Louisiana, you know? So be very careful what you wish for and what people People tell you what they want to do to you.
2: Believe them. Absolutely. And here's a little bit about what they did uh, this weekend. Disco. Uh, play clip two for me.
4: Oh. With a tourist group in the south of Israel, abducted Palestinian Hamas. Man hat uns ein Video zugeschickt, wo ich eindeutig unsere Tochter erkennen konnte, bewusstlos im Auto mit den Palästinensern und wie sie den gaza abgefahren sind. Ich bitte jede Hilfe oder jede Neuigkeiten bitte zu uns schicken.
5: Vielen Dank. Did you
2: a that Luke. teenage muscle? That? Yeah, she's a, girl, she's a German-Israeli citizen, so dual citizenship from Germany. Uh, and uh, her name is Shani Luke. If I if I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, and and this kind of crap is uncalled for. It's uncalled for. We got to take our next break, Doc. But when we come back, uh, we'll continue this discussion. And and folks in my audience, don't look away from these pictures and videos. I'm showing everything I can show without getting banned from social media because you need to see this. When you call for war, this is what happens. When you go to war against a side that's not warring on you, this is what you can cre- this is what creates total war against you. We should not turn our heads away from these. I don't believe in not showing this. People need to see it because every person in the planet needs to see how bad total war is, and this was total war from Hamas, the Iranian militant arm in Gaza against Israel. We'll be right back on The Rob Bainis Show.
1: The most amazing cotton and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom moth levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty.
4: Go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get your limited-edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size.
3: Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen-size
1: MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Thanks, America! Okay.
2: Welcome back to the Rob Manish show, uh, folks, where we're talking about the horrendous attack, uh, total war attack that uh, the Iranian forces named Hamas in the Gaza Strip conducted on southern Israel uh, over the weekend. And they continue to attack civilians through their rocket missile fire, which is saturating uh, Israeli defenses Are trying to uh, and, and is ongoing, folks. And they, t- and they target civilian neighborhoods. Well, what you saw there uh, was targeting of Hamas operational facilities that are built into apartment buildings. Uh, and this is what happens. You, we haven't seen air warfare uh, in a total war mode with precision-guided weapons ever in the history of mankind at the level that you just saw uh, in that quick video, not even the vaunted legendary whatever shock and awe that hit Baghdad uh, uh, at the beginning of the Iraqi freedom whether uh, that's I'm only bringing that up because uh, that's something to compare this to uh, but Hamas has a habit of hiding its command centers and its weapons in buildings that are occupied by civilians and universities and those kind of things and That's what you're seeing, and the the second clip there was from uh, about four hours ago today. Uh, We're talking with Dr. Randy Errington and our Spaces audience, Uh, and uh, let's go over there to those folks again real quick. Uh, uh, Kat, I think I see a couple of hands up. Uh, Go ahead, you choose the sequence there. You're monitoring uh, uh, who's up first and not, but uh, go ahead.
0: Okay, we got Susie first. So a couple of questions. What do you think the
4: US response will be or should be Um, Iran's response? And I know we've moved some ships into the area and I saw that uh, Israel is requesting uh, more missiles in particular for their Iron Dome. Do we have any?
2: <laughs> uh good that last question's a good question. Uh, I don't think anybody else is really using Iron Dome uh to the extent uh, that the Israelis do, uh, so we probably do have those, and I don't have any any real factual insight into that. Uh, but uh, uh let's talk about our response real quick before we get Dr. errington's uh perspective on it. From my perspective, we are already doing what we should be doing, which is uh conducting what's called the deterrence operation. The aircraft carrier battle group coming up to the west uh, of Israel in the eastern Mediterranean there, the uh, Gerald R. Ford, uh, is to uh, prevent any activity or incursions uh, or interference with uh, Israel's defense operations from that side of the country. And then we are deploying combat aircraft into the areas to the east of uh, Israel over towards Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Jordan in that area to block any interference uh, from anybody else. Now Iran, uh, it's interesting you use the word, what's their response gonna be? Uh, They've already taken action. The attacks are their action. So so Israel is responding and the US appears to be taking a supporting role with these deterrence operations and that's what I would recommend. I certainly don't think that the United States needs to get involved uh, even in a shooting war with aircraft dropping bombs and those kind of things at this point, because we have, we have completely expended our, most of our resources on this crazy Ukraine-Russia thing uh, that has gotten us into quite a pickle from my perspective. However, you know, the enemy always gets a boat, So if somebody comes at us while we're conducting those deterrence operations, that's what they're there for, is for our people to stop them uh, from interfering. Uh, I'll go over to Dr. Errington and let him give his perspective on it.
3: When, in the world, whenever there's a crisis situation like this, the first question that the President of the United States asks the Secretary of Defense is this, where are the carriers? And so we know where the Gerald R. Ford is. It's on its way there now. It'll be there tomorrow sometime, probably midday, and it's going to be there to support the Israeli IDF in any way that they can. Uh, the you know, deterrence. we're talking about the Deterrence The involves only... Uh, dissuading an adversary from engaging in a hostile action it otherwise might do. But if the adversary believes that it has no other choice, and I think in this case, that's what Hamas is going to say, if we have no other choice, then deterrence isn't going to work. So what has to happen here is, and I think Benjamin Netanyahu is doing this, he's already called up 100,000 of his reservists, he's uh, amassing a huge amount of people on that southern border with Gaza, and he's also making sure that the northern border and the uh, eastern border there with the uh, the uh, West Bank is secure as well. But I think what he has to do is not play by the old playbook, the old playbook with the past was mobilize the IDF, attack from the air, inflict as much damage as possible, and then. Have a ceasefire. That ain't going to work this time. He needs to have ground troops go into Gaza and obliterate Hamas. Did you hear me?
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that appears to be what the plan is, uh, and, uh, the air operations that we showed at the beginning of this segment are just the beginning of that, uh, and, uh, and I, and I think they're forced to do it based on the nature of this invasion. Uh, that occurred, and these rocket attacks that are continuing, uh, and now we see movement amongst Hezbollah uh, in in northern Israel and southern Lebanon. Uh, you know, I think Israel really doesn't have any choice than to respond as as, uh, as strongly as they can, and call up all their reserves to continue to defend themselves from attacks from other other avenues. Uh, looks like Adam's got his hand up, Cat. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to yes, him. Sir.
5: Go ahead, Adam. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh yeah, I just want to bring up real quick that girl, uh Syrian girl, is uh I'll be short on this. Uh she's she works for uh Al mayadeen TV, uh which is an Iranian regime, uh uh TV station. Just a heads up on her. But uh yeah, just uh in regards to uh Israel and uh quote unquote Palestine, Palestine is there's no thing called Palestine right now. Uh, The two-state solution, I think it was doomed from the beginning. Uh, I think Israel should just take in these lands and, uh, you know, make it part of Israel, clean up these Hamas and Hezbollah or whatever uh, terrorist factions, clear them out, let the people of uh, quote-unquote Palestine that, you know, uh, go go to Syria, Jordan, and uh, these other countries. Uh, would you agree that this two-state solution was doomed to to from the beginning? Because I don't know what cockeyed cartographer put that together, but you know, you got like on the east and on the west, and you know, it's uh, it's separated. It's it, there's no, it's not a country. It's not run by anything. Closest thing you had to a leadership was the PLO, and uh, yeah, you know, that's it. Uh, I yeah. think it should, it should just, Israel should take in these lands and then they'll, they'll have their borders. Now they cross their borders in other countries and they got beef with those countries. Uh, I doubt that'll happen, but it, I think it'll normalize solution, uh, situations and relations in the Middle East. And we this has been decades, decades of this two-state solution that's been set to fail from the very beginning.
2: Yeah, I've never been, I've never been a fan of the two-state solution. Uh, You know, uh, Israel uh, should just incorporate all of these folks into their country and the ones that want to stay and be citizens can uh, and the rest uh, can go wherever they want to go because, I mean, Israel got, got attacked in the last spaces I was in a little bit today by saying, well, they've cut off the water, it's basically the biggest prison, et cetera, you know, the pro-Palestinian crowd likes to say that, but in the last uh, uh, year, they've uh, enabled 20,000 Palestinians from Gaza to come work in Israel, 20,000, okay? So, you know, they're not the aggressor here in this case, and they've been working for years and years and years to try to solve this problem. The problem is not on the Israeli side from the big picture perspective. Look, bad things happen when you're in a shooting war for decades uh, and you raise kids on it, uh, which they continue to do in the Palestinian territory, uh, especially in Gaza, Uh, they continue to do that. You've seen some of those videos uh, come out this week of little kids with their guns. Uh, by the way, USM4s this time M4s. instead of the standard AK-47. Wonder where those came from. There's a couple of things going around Afghanistan, Ukraine, obviously, uh, but they came from somewhere. Uh, that's another that's another trail uh, that we could go down. But uh, the two-state solution has never been uh, something that could work. Mm-hmm. Doc,
4: The the
3: two-state solution is a facade. If you know anything about radical Islam, they don't want a two-state solution. They truly believe that Islam will rule the world, one government, with their mullahs in charge of everybody, and you will be Muslim, or you'll pay a tax, or you'll get your head cut off. That is exactly what they believe in. They don't believe in a two-state solution. It's one world Islam rule. And one thing that that video showed when the uh, the guys uh, bombed that apartment building, which is the headquarters for Hamas, headquarters for Hamas, is that before they did that, they launched a couple of non-lethal munitions at that building. They called knocking on the rooftop, knocking on the door, letting you know, hey, get, your, get the hell out, you got 30 minutes, we're coming back to get you. And then they launched six missiles and destroyed they brought that building completely down. So they're not
4: yeah, savages.
2: Yeah, they're, the uh, Israelis are also texting uh, and messaging uh, residents of any of these buildings that, that you need to leave you know. to give them an opportunity to get out. So... Uh, Uh, They're not about targeting civilians intentionally. But when you have to go to total war, civilians are going to get hurt and killed. Uh, There's just nothing you can do about it. We've got to take our last break. Uh, So we'll be right back to the Rob Manish show live discussing this horrendous attack on southern Israel uh, and Israel proper with the missiles that continues right now in the response. We'll be right back.
1: Attention, Americans. Breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy.
2: Show for the folks on spaces that video was a an Israeli family that had been captured yeah, about a nine-year-old boy and probably eleven or twelve-year-old girl. the The children were talking and crying about their sister that had been killed. Uh, and at the end of it, uh, uh, alarms start going off of inbound missiles. And the mother of the children says, "Get out, get out! I can't handle another death today." Uh, so that that's the kind of thing. Uh, that we saw live coming out of Israel on Saturday. You can't propagandize that. Those aren't propaganda videos like the ones you see that are made after the fact in the various war zones around the world, uh, and it's unfortunate. Uh, uh, Dr. Errington joins us today, and so does the X-Space's uh, 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 audience. Uh, I wonder if Jim Fat- Jim Papp is uh, still with us over there. I think he had his hand up earlier. Uh, Jim, do uh, uh, you have a comment?
0: Yeah, just a quick thing to clarify for people when you're talking about how they're repeating from the river to the sea, uh, just so people understand, they're essentially talking about the Levant, from the Euphrates to the Mediterranean. Their intention is to eradicate the people of Israel. This has always been, there has been patience, long-suffering patience attitude for all these years and and that's why we've got to understand that the patience has been useful in the sense that uh you know it hadn't caused a, a, a middle east war but when these types of things happen then you have to take swift action as israel seems to be doing but but i'm just curious do you all think that uh either of you think that the reason that the intelligence could not be had is the possibility that uh, Iran or Hamas were providing a a different structure of radio communication, because you still do have to coordinate. I'm just curious your thoughts on that, because you guys would be more experienced with the technical nature of what that might be. Yeah, uh, you know,
2: uh, just, just, you know, Doing some quick analysis this weekend, thinking about it because they because they pulled this off nearly perfectly. Uh, but so they had to plan it, lo- get the logistics in place, the, the the supplies in place, and then execute it uh, w- without being detected completely, without being detected until they were at the fence line, basically, uh, and uh, and even then. Uh, the Israeli armed forces was not ready. Obviously, you could tell uh, pictures of the tank that was that was destroyed. Uh, it still had the end cap in the barrel uh, of the tube uh, of the uh, of the gun. Had covers over various things like smoke dispensers and those kind of things. From what I could tell, anyway, I'm no expert on tanks, but uh, as far as the, that level of detail, but it certainly didn't look like anybody was ready. So, what I think. Is possible is that they they took the senior commanders, secreted them to somewhere like Iran, the desert of Iran, uh, and did all of the initial planning and actually did a a rehearsal somewhere in an underground facility. They brought those guys back here. They went into their underground facilities, uh, and uh, that's where they they husbanded and get collected all of their resources. And they did more rehearsals with the teams that were gonna uh, do this uh, and uh, and then did it all on radio silence uh, uh, based on timing uh, that's the only way I can think of that they would be completely undetected with today's technology doc over to
4: you. that's exactly
3: what happened they were in Tehran uh, their senior military leaders planted with the senior military uh, their counterparts in Iran and they were practicing this for weeks and weeks. And they had built uh, a replica of an Israeli city and that wall, and they practiced it for weeks. By the way, I got cut off a little earlier because your, our mutual friend, Chip Wood, texted me, and he said to mention to you, this might be a good time for Israel to take out the Iranian nuclear facility. Like they did several years ago with Iraq.
2: Okay? Yes,
3: it would be a good now,
2: time for the, to do that.
3: The, would the, ironic thing, the ironic thing here is. Um, further frustrating Israel's response is the problem of hostages. And you mentioned earlier in the show that we had nine Americans killed. It's now up to 11, and they don't know how many American hostages have been taken. There are several. So that hostage situation, uh, it it, it makes this whole situation a lot more uh, delicate, okay? Um, They complicate the military operations at a strategic level. Hamas can threaten to kill these hostages, probably decapitate them on video and show that to the world. Uh, which means that you know all the Israeli response will have to take that into account. Uh, and at the tactical level, they do hide. You mentioned this, they do hide behind these uh, not only civilians and children and women, but these hostages. They'll be hiding behind them too, and that complicates uh, the, the tactical level for the Israeli response. Uh, I think that it, 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 might, it might be hard to hear, but these hostages may need to be sacrificed to wipe out, totally obliterate Hamas. They might need to be
2: sacrificed. That's why I've used the phrase, total war, Dr. Errington, for the Spaces audience uh, and the TV audience, too, folks. Uh, The reason why uh, that phrase, it's important to understand what it means, is exactly what Dr. Errington was just talking about two, the last time that you saw, say, air power used against major cities at, to the level that you're witnessing in Gaza right now, uh, uh, and that level of effort, yeah, when we knew about, like, POW uh, prisons and those kind of things, uh, we tried our best to avoid them and not intentionally target them. Uh, but, you know, uh, there there were civilians and and hostages. Uh, They're working in factories all over the place that we could not accept uh, what it would take to try to avoid those uh, and not be able to destroy the the targets appropriately. So uh, Israel has had to go to total war over this because they've had total war fought on them. On them? It was initiated on them, okay, in this instance. Uh, and uh, they're at total war now, and unfortunately uh, for the Americans that are probably that we think are hostages over there, uh, they're going to be used as human shields. But the window has opened in a different way because of what Hamas and Iran have done, and the way they did it this past Saturday, and that changed everything uh, and forced Israel to make the decision to go to Total War in order to defend itself and remove Hamas from the Gaza Strip completely. Uh, and you know what? From a geography perspective, uh, they have the geography on their side to be able to do it. Uh, unfortunately, Total War means a lot, a lot of dead and injured people, no matter what team they're on or w- what clothes they wear. And it's really sad.
3: In in warfare, you have this principle of proportionality uh, in international law that demands that Israel avoid uh, excessive casualties and moderate their military response. No, I believe that they need to go in and completely annihilate Hamas so they can live peacefully and protect their citizens.
2: Yeah, I mean, the obligation there under, under the proportionality, the law itself, is to avoid civilian casualties uh, in the process. Really, that's the obligation of the nation state. Uh, and Israel is trying to do that. I mean, it's you can see the the text messages and the announcements. Uh, uh, they're going to specific buildings. Hey, we are uh, doing this. They're using the roof knock or the door knock methodology of targeting uh, you, uh, those kind of weapons initially in order to get people to leave those targets. but I don't know if you've noticed or not, but when those targets are hit, it's not just buildings blowing up. There are many, many what we call secondary explosions that shows you that what the intelligence says about Hamas is correct. They hide their operational capabilities, weapons, command centers, communications, uh, uh, living facilities for their soldiers inside residential areas, inside universities. Colleges and universities have been targeted uh, in the last 48 hours and they will continue to be so. Uh, and uh, I would look to see uh, after another at least 24 hours of air bombardment that uh, you'll see ground operations commits uh, inside of Gaza. And uh, uh, it'll be a long, bloody, unfortunately uh, uh, horrendous mission that those, uh, those young soldiers are gonna have to, uh, have to conduct but it's gotta be done, uh, it, 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 at least if I were an Israeli leader, I would have, I would be saying that, uh, and uh, unfortunately, that's the way it is, and that's what Hamas and Iran have brought to us. Dr. Errington, over to you to tell people where they can find you, uh, and uh, give you the last shot there. Well, in, in this case,
3: a return to the status quo, which is normally what happened in these instances, uh, is not gonna work, one, because, a return of the status quo means that Hamas has won. And also, I don't think Hamas wants a return of the status quo. I truly believe they want a massive retaliatory strike uh, done by the Israelis because they want to make this a regional conflict and draw in other Muslim countries and have it become a Muslim holy war. And you can find me on Twitter if you're so interested.
2: Well, thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you to the X-Spaces audience uh, and everybody that listened and and participated over there, and to Shell and Kat, thank you for hosting it, and Chad Caton uh, for uh, helping with with the technology once again. Uh, We'll see where this goes, but uh, unfortunately, as Prime Minister Netanyahu said, we have some very bad days ahead of us, and I don't think it's just talking about Israel, it's talking about the entire world. So uh, pray for peace, uh, and that uh, these savages can be brought to heel. Uh, And eliminated so this doesn't happen again. I'm Rob Anus. Tucker's still laughing.